0: Good afternoon. I'm Leon Davis, and you're listening to Altitude Adjustment, the weekly show about people, politics, and professions. And we've got a really great show to go for, uh, going for you today. Leonard uh, Leonard Warren and I are going to be talking about transsexual athletes, and that's something that's that's in the news. Uh, it's not something we're going to be able to answer today, but we're at least going to try to make an attempt to uh, approach the topic. Now, there's a, an act before Congress to equal quality act, and it's a bill um, that if passed would amend the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to prohibit the discrimination on the basis of sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity in employment, housing, accommodations, education, federally funded programs, credit, and jury service. Now, the Supreme Court's June 2020 ruling in Boston v. Clayton County, Georgia, protects gay and transgender people in matters of employment, but not in other aspects. Much like the Boston v. Clayton County decision, the Equality Act broadly defines sex discrimination to include sexual orientation and gender identity, adding pregnancy, childbirth, or a related medical condition of an individual, as well as because of sex-based stereotypes. The purpose of the act is to legally protect individuals from discrimination. Um, That was from the Wikipedia. And I'll include the page and the link, uh, as you can get for more information on it, and that discussion is coming up right now. This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude Adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to
1: Altitude Altitude. 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 Adjustment. Adjustment.
0: Well, thank you for joining me today, gentlemen. <clears throat>
1: How
0: are you doing? Thank good? you for having us. We're doing good. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of showed up on the link. What do you mean? Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm messing with
1: you. <laughs> I'm messing with you.
0: <laughs> so this is a this is a a pretty so towards the end. Uh, I want to take um, five minutes for because I've got a closing statement. I want to I want to add because. Um, This one was um, a really want to say a topic. I was really looking forward to covering. And I think at the end, I'm going to have more questions than I have answers, but at least uh, getting into the topic is significant. So let me, uh, since both of you guys are just sitting there looking at me, let me say first, I am not a woman. I am not a transsexual. So my viewpoint is going to be based on <clears throat> those that criteria, and I'll do the best that I can to empathize and understand. Um, and I do think that there's a reason, reasonable expectation that I can comment on this area uh, because it, it all of it affects me as well as uh, the rest of the community. Now, this is a, an excerpt from. The Riverfront Times, um, I included uh, the article titled Down in the Chiron underneath. Um, Bullwear, which, fa- which is a father in Kansas City, said that he wouldn't let her, her play with toys or wear clothes intended for girls and will make her get short haircuts. He wanted to keep her from getting teased, but also avoid the inevitable questions he would receive too. But one afternoon, his daughter, who had sneaked an older sister's dress, asked if she could go across the street to play with the neighbor's kids. Bulwer said, no, she has. So she asked if she would be allowed, if she went inside and changed into boys clothes. And it's then that it hit me. He says that my daughter was equating being good with being someone else. I was teaching her to deny who she is, said Bulwer of Kansas City. Here's the one thing we cannot do: the one thing: silence our chill child's spirit, and so on that day, my wife and I stopped silencing our child's spirit. Bulwer said his daughter's transformation was immediate. She's now more confident, and happy, wears what she wants, and plays on the girls' volleyball team. So that was that, as I said, is a part of an article that um, I read in the Riverfront Times, and in doing research, I ran across, you know, quite a few stories, and of course, you're going to hear some of the positive, and you're going to hear some of the um, more uh, difficult stories to tell. So, so one of the things where I wanted to start. Um, was <clears throat> we hear a lot about um, that when transsexuals compete in women's sports, that they still maintain a lot of the physical prowess of a man, because most of the time it's it's in the reference to. Uh, uh, a man who transitioned to a woman. Mm-hmm. So, so
1: do you have a take on that? Do you, how do you see that? Well, I see it just like it is, um, biologically for the most part, men are bigger, stronger, faster. And when it comes to competing in sports, all of those traits give you a clear advantage. And so if men, transformed men are allowed to p- compete against women, I think it's gonna be hugely unfair.
2: Leonard? Uh, on, on a strictly physical level, I believe you know it would be unfair for the ladies because they're basically competing against men. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just I, I just I'm I'm like uh Warren made a statement earlier. You know, let's get rid of this construct, let's make all of the sports uh, you know, both gyms can play. ed yeah. Because I'm, I'm of the I'm other belief that, you know, I was a football player, but I'm of the belief that if you have women that want to try out for the football team, you give them a the tryout. And if they can make it, they can make it. But I just remember, you know, reading the story before that it was a girl who was on the football team and you had in a game and you had refs calling calls to benefit her because the guys on the other team was treating a little rough up because she was a girl is just say hey if you want to go out there and do it you should be allowed to do it you shouldn't be discriminated against but you know that's a rough sport and you can be roughed up so you have to take that one yes so um
0: i'm more of the mindset that i think it's a good thing that we have men's sports and women's sports because of the issues that you brought up that men have physical attributes that make their performance different than women um one of the things that that i know is important in sports is being able to appreciate winning being able to appreciate that we as a team um, have achieved something great and mm-hmm. a lot of times we we have to learn how to not indict other players on the team oh you missed that shot how could you have not made that shot it was easy and we lost because you missed that shot and i think that putting um, mixed genders on that team complicates that does that mean it can't be done well of course it can be done there are co-ed sports and it happens i just think that um gender specific sports allow a certain type of development in how we deal with each other the way i deal with my guy friends is going to be a little different than the way i deal with my girlfriends and i think that that's having that space where i can be just a guy and that i don't have to and you know deal with um someone of a different gender allows me to express myself differently sure so that's the
2: thought Just a thought. Well, what what I would, what I would add to that is. Uh, compared to when you were competing in athletics and I was, uh, you know, our whole society has, has changed. So I'm just like, when you put them all together, Hey, you missed that shot and it cost us a game, men will rag each other like that. Now when we get. When we, when we get to where we're making everything co ed to account for all these differences, the girls can be ragged like that too, just like the guys are ragged. And I just remember when playing football, I was talked bad too and called, you know, when we lost, called losers by women, just as well by men. So, you know, in a lot of areas, It was already they stopped doing the differences they started treating everybody kind of the same
1: okay Uh, so
0: so 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 here's here comes the other question so if i'm comfortable if i start to become comfortable and we we know that guys go into testosterone rages that's 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 until we learn to control our testosterone urges and I'm not just talking about sex. I'm talking about aggressive behavior Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: in high school and college uh, and pro sports. They're given license to let loose their testosterone urges and be physical and, and to not spend a majority of their time being concerned with, Am I gonna hurt this person's feeling when I knock them five yards off this football? So, right. so if we put women into that mix, or uh, we put transsexual, someone that's transitioned from um, from a woman to a man, who does not have the necessarily the physical mass to take on a two hundred and sixty pound lineman. And, um, and we, st- and, and some transsexuals haven't made the change. And and I think Warren mentioned that earlier, they ha- they're participating in their physical body that they had before. So mm-hmm. they're participating as a woman in a man's sport because they identify as a man, they just haven't made the change. So, so now this rage fueled, um, We're playing sports. We're being physical. You know, there's boxing. There's um, mixed martial arts. Uh, And so they're directing that at a woman. And then you're going to ask them to come off the court and recognize that there's a difference between men and women. And
2: I know... <clears throat> Go ahead. No, I say we already do that now. And we and what, what is what now? is our success rate with that? In some areas there's not a good success rate with doing that. But that's why you have you're seeing especially a lot of football players now going up and, and being charged and facing charges for what they did. They're, they're told that they have to control and confine their wages to the athletic field. And when they can't, they have to pay the consequences if they go in the law, go into society and break those laws.
0: I understand that. So so I'm saying um they can uh, participate on the football field or participate on the court or participate in mixed martial arts and release whatever testosterone rage that they, they have to be a better, uh, athlete without having to navigate those more nuanced, um, behaviors so that I don't have to worry that, uh, that the person that I'm standing across, uh, was once a woman, and if I physically do extreme damage to this person that 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 may come back at me in another way
1: if If a trans person enters a sport, you've gone from away from the gender now you're operating under the auspices of whatever the other gender was, uh, or is, can you expect to be treated any different than you were before or more like the gender that you're transferring into? Because we all know that men have a culture and the way we treat one another women have a culture, the way they treat one another. And once you cross that line, you're going to be treated as that, cult in that culture's aspect. So uh that's that's something that's gonna have to be reckoned with. You know mm-hmm. you're gonna be if a if a trans woman or uh, uh, man comes into men's sports, you know, you're gonna be one of the boys. You're gonna be one of the fellas, you know, and they gotta be ready for that. You know, mm-hmm. I can I can see that uh clearly more clearly than say a man going into a woman's world. Cause I have no, I, I have no thoughts of (laughs) that transition. Right. No, men will be men. Women will be women. Currently. I don't know what the the whole purpose of the trans, uh, movement. I don't, I don't know how they see the future, Mm -hmm. but right now, uh, the physical advantages are going to be big, you know, and, and it's a question of fairness, but also, how do mainstream culture, straight people treat these trans people is going to be a problem because I, I see, uh, opportunity for, um, uh, aggression, um, uh, frustration, you know, people taking out their disagreements on these people. Is that right? No, but it's human, you know, And uh, there's going to be a lot of issues that's going to have to be dealt with, you know? So So, we're opening up Pandora's box here, you know, when, when we start crossing those lines and it's, it's, I think the fairness issue is first and foremost, but the, uh, the human effect, you know, how, how we treat one another, um, gender, uh, it's not going away right now. It's going to be a while if, if it ever will be, I don't think we're going to see it in our lifetime. I think men are going to still be men. Women are going to still be women for the majority of us. And once once you start crossing those lines, then you're in a whole nother world. So I think they need to think about, uh, where, where all this is heading.
0: So I, I agree with you. And I think you made a point that was significant. <clears> throat> um, throat> um, and the point is, it's not so. It's not just the particular athlete. So the trans athlete accepts the responsibility of being treated like a woman, or accepts the responsibility of being treated like a man. It's about the rest of society and how the rest of society also deals with that. So you've mm-hmm. got you've got a trans um, person in a sport and that person um, gets hurt seriously bad. Mm -hmm. So then the question becomes, did you go after that person because you knew it was a trans person or was that just a part of the sport? Because you're talking about a lot of contact sports. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, it's it's not just running. It's not just tennis. It's a lot of contact sports. And so, Mm we we know that um so we've tried to weed out in men's sports going after a player to hurt them to get them out of the game to because you want to win um that is extremely difficult to do now you add in another factor and you start asking that question with renewed uh, suspect, you know how, how so you you, you you hit this person um, recognizing that 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 they're so, so there's you ha- I know you have to meet a certain physical quality to get into sports but but we're going to start changing those physical qualities. As we start having more and more people wanting to participate in those sports, because hey, you know, I, I'm I'm a man now or I'm a woman now, and I want to compete. And so we're going to start pushing the the boundaries of what we do to uh, qualify people for those sports. And some of the things that I think think are significant. One of the things that I heard that really kind of struck me. I mean, I I didn't have to think about it because I'm I don't menstruate. I, I'm a man. I don't I I don't have to have that experience. What is it like to participate in sports and have, you know, and as a you know, the challenges as as a woman, those same challenges aren't met necessarily, I don't think, by trans um athletes. So that that's another aspect of competition that that I think it's has to be taken into account. You know, I, I don't I don't know what it's like to um be pregnant and compete pregnant. I don't know, you know, so 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 those things concern me. And and I don't obviously have enough information. But like I said, we're gonna have more I'm gonna have more questions than I have answers. <clears throat> but that's that seems significant. And I feel like we're pushing ahead to get these qualified to make make this acceptable. And we and we haven't given enough information to people to be comfortable that that moving ahead is the best thing for the people, for the athletes, for the, the people that are competing.
1: Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of statistics out already that have proven that when trans women enter the sports, uh, against women that women, biological women, um, really suffer, um, uh, significant loss due to their, um, their, you know, mm-hmm. insufficiencies. They, they can't compete with, with these, uh, biological men that are coming over into their sports. They're faster, they're bigger, they're stronger. And no matter how hard they train, how, how dedicated they are to their sport, they're at a huge disadvantage and it's it's not fair for them, you know, So I I, I really think um, it's a setback, and I don't know where this is really headed, but I I kind of feel for him. On the other hand, on the other side, I don't know uh, how men are gonna deal with that, with the trans women coming over. Uh, I guess we'll see soon if these bills continue to pass and and allow this, but I think we're at a really strange uh, time right now where you know, the culture is making these changes, and I don't I don't see a whole lot of um uh, personally I don't see a lot of positive uh results, but we'll have to see. So so
2: yeah, uh it's like anything else. When changes are being made, you're gonna have some pushback, but you keep but you keep going just like you know, during the civil rights movement, all the pushback that African-Americans had, and did they stop? No, they had to keep pushing to go. Uh, And just just to understand that there's gonna be some resentment, there's gonna be some hurt feelings, but we keep going. Just like, you know, with our previous president, he decided that transgender shouldn't serve in the military. And I'm like, why deny these people the chance to serve their country to play sports or do whatever else? They're, if they're physically and mentally able and they have the desire to do this, why stand in their way? Why aren't you letting them, you know?
0: All right, I'm going to take a quick, um, go ahead. You want to finish? No, I was going to. Okay, we're going to do the quick break. I'm going to come back with a um, comment from Fred.
1: I know you care about the environment, and maybe you want to learn more about sustainability and climate action. Then join me on the Climate Conscious Podcast, where my guests and I discuss the issues of sustainability related to the Caribbean and beyond. Together, we'll explore practical solutions for managing our impact on the planet, Tune in every other Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at The Climate Conscious. Welcome to the So-Called Oreos Podcast, a podcast for Kia, Amari, Rachel, and Janae discuss all the awkwardness, hardship, and hilarity that comes along with society labeling you white on the inside and black on the outside, also known as Norio. Trying to mind my business and be black, that's basically about it. Through intimate conversation and candid interviews, we discuss everything from quote unquote talking white you talk so way, which I guess is supposed to be, like, you talk proper, and I usually think Black people sound ghetto and uneducated. That's yeah, how that's I perceive when like you say you talk so what, white. you mean you don't speak Cubanics? Traveling while Black? It opened my eyes to a lot of just the small privileges Americans have, and then it also opened my eyes to, as a person of color, how difficult it is maybe to go to another country. It was just a lot of blatant racism. Dating as a Black woman. There's just something about the Black woman who just really wants to support and see the Black man thrive. And even if I'm not in a relationship with a Black man, I'm still like... Gonna root for them. I'm still rooting for them. I'm always gonna root for them. I'm always. And a whole lot more. I just love being Black. So join us every other Tuesday for intellectual and funny conversations that will make you embrace your inner Oreo. I'm gonna light your shit on fire. I'm gonna tell your mama. <laughs> what's up? What, 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 you what if Roberta, a, yo, son cheated the, on me? But you know some mama be like, well, that's what men do. So why are you surprised? Exactly, no. old timey bullshit. I, I ain't having it. That's not okay. Experience Altitude Adjustment, a weekly podcast about people, politics, and professions. It's built around user interaction, so join the conversation by visiting the Lion's Den com forward slash home.
0: Okay, so Fred says um, it's unnatural. Nature is and has. Been well defined for eons. I'm sure he meant eons. He said ions, but uh, if you know Fred's uh, mind, he, he he meant eons. And so I understand that we have been in an environment where um, where our expectations have been set, and that we're now being challenged to to deal with a new idiom. And, and I, I, so, so so nature isn't perfect. And when I say nature isn't perfect, um, you know, there have been um, um, changes in, in how we've, um, you know, we're walking more upright now than we've, than we ever, than we started. So, so nature changes. So shouldn't our expectations of, you know, answering your question for it, shouldn't our expectations, um, be able to be adaptable to what we've learned. And so, you know, um, at the, at the top of the show, I talked about the, you know, the guy who, um, expected his son to be a boy. And he realized his son was not a boy. It was actually a daughter. And it came to a realization for him. It took, it took that experience of realizing what he was doing to his child um, before he recognized that he needed to make a change. And so we, as a society are at an inflection point where we have to start, um, we have to start looking at you know how we're including or addressing changes in our perspective of 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 our you know our being
1: yeah, so one well, of the things go ahead, I'm sorry, well, like you said, yeah, maybe nature isn't perfect, uh people, society, culture, all that is evolving as we speak. So uh, it's gonna be interesting. I think I think we're looking at um, some backlash, serious backlash to these proposals coming. And it's gonna be in the form of protest as uh, things get too out of hand uh, from the perspective of those that have to compete. I think there's gonna be some serious protesting Mm-hmm. There's going to be a battle over funding, uh, and society's going to have to deal with it. The government's going to have to deal with it because they make the laws that that control things, uh, determine what's fair, what's not fair. You know, as far as discrimination, because mm-hmm. that's the big word there, is discrimination. You know, well, I want to do this. No, you can't do that. Well, you're discriminating against me. So. That's the big fight right now. Um, who's being discriminated against? And do we need to change laws to make these changes that people are looking for? So we're in a battle of uh, culture and there's gonna be some protests. Look forward to it.
0: So so one of the things that concerned me, and and, and I agree with you that that we're we're in a battle, and I, I know you say it's a culture war and um I've heard others van jones use the term culture war okay. and in my closing I'm going to address that so I'm not going to address that now but okay. but one of the things that that um that does concern me so so women <clears throat> um have just recently you know started to to step out of the marginalized space and be more appreciated for their differences and not continue to be marginalized for that so the um in the title nine which was passed june 23rd 1972 was um uh, passed so that um institutions because prior to the to title nine women's sports some places didn't even have women's sports. Mm-hmm. Some places didn't finance women's sports. They exactly. would finance them finance the men's sports, but they didn't women didn't have a place to go and and play sports and get scholarships based on athletics. Um uh, at the time that the uh, Title IX was passed, June 23rd, 1972. There were thirty-one thousand eight hundred and fifty-two women in sports. There were hundred and seventy-two thousand four hundred and forty-five. That is just that number eclipses the number of women in sports. And I'm, I'm, I, unfortunately, I wish I had gotten um, the latest. I did the background and I got those numbers. But I'd like to know, you know, what has so what has transpired since Title IX was passed and the advances that women made. And now we're asking women to share their limelight.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're, they've made strides, they've mm-hmm. achieved, they stood by, um, while, you know, they were told stay in the kitchen and, you know, and and they they're paid less um for doing the same job and and they have a space that's theirs and now they're being told you have to share that space
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: you have to share that space and 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 they haven't reached the full um Realization of what they've wanted, as far as being recognized as a part of our society.
1: Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest issues here is uh, is what we call gender. You say uh, women, and so with this trans um, culture coming in, or whatever you want to call it. And, the whole of uh, who we are so people who call themselves women now are are going to have to deal with people who are formerly not women being called women and how are they going to compete with them and that's the bottom line i mean now we're redefining uh i uh gender into this identity um situation so yeah, it's, it's something they're going to have to deal with. I think they're going to have a, a harder time than men are because men are biological men are still going to have advantages when it comes to sports because sports is, hinges on biological um, situations, you know, strength, speed, things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's really going to be a bigger issue for women, I think, and see how they handle that it now. It's going to be interesting.
0: And we're still a, a we're still a fairly patriarchal society. It still benefits men. It's still men get the, the lion's share of the resources. Men get the, you know, they they have less stress dealing with, you know, there there's they have to they usually have to add a women's corporate bathroom um, showers, you know, um, men's facilities at college universities are still better for the men than they are for the women in most cases, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so, you know, having to, so we're in the process of trying to um, merge more marginalized people into the society. And, and we're asking people who are really already marginalized to not only lift themselves up, and, and 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 we should we should we should ask, you know, if, if you're getting help and you can help somebody else help somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're fighting, if you're fighting for your marginalization and you see that. If I fight for you, if I fight to to help stop you from being marginalized, means it's going to put more weight on my shoulders. You know, how do, how do you how do we expect that to go? How, how do we expect those how do we expect women you know when they're still fighting for their recognition and for their place in society and 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 it's easy to say, um well, just you know, tough it up that's that's what we say <laughs> as men, tough it,
2: you know mm-hmm. well, it's just it's like anything else. I mean. I was just looking at a program on women's suffrage this morning on Channel nine or was it last night? And they just had to go fight. And they didn't get there because just because some group of men decided, oh, we've been doing them wrong. Let's just treat them equal. The women had to go out. They had to fight. They had they had to do things. And Transgender is doing the same thing. Like you got the ACLU with cases where they're suing to get transgender these rights to participate in athletics, and there is a there's women, you know, who's saying, "Hey, it's not fair. We fought to have our sports. We fought for Title IX, uh, as you mentioned earlier, and now here you men come to take that over by becoming women." It's as simple as a couple years ago, there was a big hurrah about guys who want to identify themselves as women, to go use the women's bathroom, and you know, so it's gotten to the point we're fighting about who gets to use which bathroom and, and 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 whatnot, and so we're so you know we're just a constant we're constantly in battle. In our society, we're constantly in battle about something.
0: Well, so the, the, the argument here's, here's the difficulty that I see. You, you're talking about a group of people that will pick any argument because they don't know how to express themselves. So, so we, as humans have to learn how to communicate with one another. So the bathroom argument is 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 an argument about safety but they don't make it about safety they make it an argument about bathrooms and the argument is so as as a if a person who identifies as a man born a man not identifies born a man decides to self identify as a woman. Why should he be able to go into the bathrooms and the women's bathrooms? Well, we had co-ed bathrooms since the seventies, maybe even before that, because there were, yes. so we had co-ed bathrooms and I, I, I can't say for sure, but the the rate of um problems created by co-ed bathrooms hasn't risen to the point of where it it required its own news story so that says to me this argument about you know our kids is a smoke screen because people don't know how to have the conversation and say i just don't want you know, men to do this. I don't want men to be identified as women, and so so it's it's it. They muddle the conversation because they they have difficulty finding ways to express exactly what they feel. And, and I'm, I'm not I don't mean to say that in a negative way. We all have to learn the best way to communicate and, and what we're actually trying to say. Uh, Mm -hmm. there are times when nonverbal communication Mm
2: -hmm.
0: is how we try to communicate and that can become muddled. If somebody is not familiar with your communication style, right? So, so these people are, you know, bringing up this issue about bathrooms. When what they really mean is I don't like the idea. That some guy wants to be a woman. That is a difficult concept for some people. For for some people, the concept is is irrelevant. If the guy wants to be a woman, big friggin' deal. Be a woman. I, I can't imagine why. I I do not want to go through what I see women go through. I do not want to be treated that way. I try to treat women better because I want to live in a society where women feel empowered yes and so I want to so I want to create that better society and so if there's a guy that wants to be a woman you know be a woman if that's what
2: you want I don't want to be a woman I'm not going to join you on that journey huh I say more you were saying if a guy wants to be a woman and I see more power to him more power to him. I don't want to sure. be a woman and and
0: and so I don't have that big of a problem with it and and having that conversation with somebody who has a problem, we can't get to a solution if you can't admit what you what the real problem is if you're gonna if if we're gonna go down this rabbit hole of chasing bathroom issues when that's not really what you mean then it's going to take longer for us to get to a solution yeah and so yeah. and so that is what i see happening in um uh happening in these conversations now fred says co-ed bathrooms were consensual and not mandated mm-hmm. and and i'm going to beg to differ with you fred um they put those in and told people that they were going to put those in. So colleges made those because they wanted to, um, for whatever reason, um, uh, they put those in and you had a choice not to use them, but, but you, they were put in that. I, I don't remember a law passed that said you had to have a, a co-ed bathroom.
1: Right so so colleges were forced by what uh pressure from the students or why did colleges do it i you know i i can't
2: you get it from both you get it from students who push the issue but you also when the federal government start passing these laws and most colleges receive some type of federal assistance so there was the anti-discrimination yeah that you had to stop doing as a college when you were receiving federal funds.
1: Okay. So we're all here in St. Louis. Outside of colleges, where are there co- uh, coed bathrooms that you know of? That I don't know of
0: uh I mean there there are some um some living quarters that have co ed bathrooms. They have co ed living facilities.
1: What about public places?
2: Um, I, I mean, could think of some grocery stores. They have a women's room bathrooms. and the men's room.
1: And there's a third bathroom that either one could go Main, to. That yeah, those are mainly for family bathrooms, but I mean just general co ed in general. Again, I'd have to I'd have to look. I don't
0: I don't know right off the top of my head. I've just was comfortable with the idea um, that co-ed has existed for a long time. I've actually, um, you know, when I went to college, uh, they had men's dorms and women's dorms. And then at one point they had uh, women's floors and men's floors. Um, and so there was some separation there. You, you could only be in the women's dorms. You had to have your feet on the floor and that changed. And so there was a, a gradual change. Um, so, I, so I, I understood mm-hmm. that, um, you know, when you're asking other than colleges, where this coed exist exists, uh, I, I honestly can't answer that for you right now. Yeah.
1: All right.
0: So a couple of things that, I, um, um, one of the solutions, and I know that this has problems, maybe I'll, I'll just skip this. One. Um, one of the things that, so I'm skipping one, I'm going to the next issue. Uh, just so you know that there was an issue, but, um, so there's a push in our society by, uh, particular groups in our society to privatize education. Title nine applies to schools, accepting federal funds, Mm -hmm. which is a majority of the schools there, the more you have privatized schools that don't accept government funds they're not bound by title IX, uh-huh. so if they decide to eliminate women's sports there's a possibility women's we could go back we could go backwards in our development as uh-huh. a country and that's one of the concerns i don't hear um you know being discussed at this point i'm sure it's going to get there And maybe I'm just ahead of the curve and I'd like to think so. I'd like to think I'm a brilliant individual and I've come up with this, you know, something that nobody saw, but, but if we are at the the place in our society where we can't have open debate, um, about sexuality and, um, gender identity, um, Why would we think that um, fractioning our school system or fractioning our public is going to bring about a better result? So privatizing, to me, privatizing schools is, can be a step backwards for
1: This movement, so I'm going to put that out there, sure, sure, definitely. That would definitely uh put some restrictions on a lot of things, you Mm -hmm. know. And and there's a push now for private schools, actually, like chart for example, charter schools, but they do come under the uh government. Um, some do uh, well, some do, so yeah, yeah, independent
2: schools. What you had was they get to take, they were private schools that got to take from the public school budgets,
1: uh-huh.
2: OK? So against the public school of that, of that area, we're going to take money away from you without you say so shut up, and we're going to give it to these charter schools. And we are having people run these charter schools that had no idea how to run schools. They weren't educational people. And I know in the city a few years ago, the city of St. Louis public school district had to take back running some of the charter schools because it Mm -hmm. was a failed experiment. And I'm just other person, I'm I'm other thing like you got public schools, you got private schools. If you can afford to pay the tuition to go to private schools send your kids to private schools and you go to private schools you can't afford it that's what public schools are for sure and i shouldn't have to pay extra money to send my kids to school when all of my taxes are already being taken to fund these public schools sure you know improve them get them better get them up to par now i ain't gonna tell the man who's living on in let's say ladue or chesterfield oh no, you can't take your kids to private schools. They able to afford it. So they should take them there if they wanna take them there. But I am I was against private, I was against charter schools on that referendum. You know, uh, we get to take money to go to schools. And just like, you know, when we look at the transgender in general, on the basis of discrimination, I don't like what they're doing. Uh, stopping them from competing in athletics, stopping them from serving the military, for example, and all that. But I think there's some things that gotta be accounted for and adjusted to instead of just having a bunch of guys walking around and saying, hey, we're we're women now. So we just get to compete in the girls' sports. Like for me, I would never go compete in track and field against Jackie Joyner Kersey I would get my butt whooped okay. Oh, Flojo was alive, I wouldn't try to go out there and run with her on no track. Sure. Heck, no. I wouldn't do it. Even though I'm a man and she's a woman, they would kick they would kick my butt. Okay? Uh But you know, just in general, what we were saying before, if you know, I'm in favor of if girls want to uh go out for the women's football, for the football team. And there is no women's version of that sport at the school. They should, they should get to go to it.
0: So, okay. so, so one of the things that I think is happening is that, and I think I said it earlier and, and I, I think it bears repeating. I think we're, we're moving too fast with this one because we haven't answered enough questions so, so like, um, so they say that, you know, the women who take the hormone therapy, um, it, it it doesn't allow them to build muscle mass as fast as et cetera. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, um, if you stop taking the hormones, does that, does your body go back to normal? And if that's the case, how do we know that they've, they've continued to take their hormones. So if they start in a women's sport, um, taking the hormones, realize that, that they're not competing as fast or as good as they want to, and start to cut back on their hormone therapy, then they start to gain an advancement and an advantage. And, you know, so now we've okayed having, um, transsexuals in women's sports. Um, and then we have that issue to address with, address. And, you know, um, is is hormone therapy um, doping? Probably a dumb question, but you understand what I'm saying. It's yeah. you're taking a chemical to change Fine. your body competition, comp- composition
1: so that you can compete. Right. Right. So how what do we I I did read about the hormone situation is that for biological males, the point in development or the age of the man, young man at which they stop or start the therapy makes a big difference. Because once you get to a certain point, you've already uh, developed the physical advantages. And so they're still beyond uh, the average female. So I, I, I just, Go ahead. Well, what I
2: was going to say was if we outlaw taking of substances to allow you to compete, and we call it doping, hormone therapy, in my thought process, got to be the same thing because you would not be a female unless you take in the hormones that make your body female. Mm I mean it's i mean for me mm-hmm. no i understand I mean yeah i mean it's simple you know you're gonna get hate email but don't
0: worry about it <laughs> i don't hate email. You know, you're gonna get hate email i mean that's yeah somebody somebody's gonna disagree with you and and you know whatever so i'm gonna go, go ahead and get we, it, we got three minutes left go ahead and uh you know everybody give a close i'll i'll, I'll be the last one and then we'll get out of here for this week.
1: Did did you say that was, did you say that uh, hormone therapy is similar to doping? Is that what I heard?
2: Yeah. I mean, if we if we take away doping to allow you to compete, and if you're taking hormones to make yourself female, for example, to allow you to compete in women's sports, what's the difference? You're still putting other things in your body, that are not native to your body to get some desired result that you couldn't get otherwise. You got
0: a close, you got a closing statement, Warren?
1: <laughs> now is the time <laughs> for all good men to come to the aid of their women. Uh oh. Was that your was that your closing statement? Oh. That's my closing
0: statement. You got a closing
2: statement, Leonard. Uh, what I what I said to Warren's last question that that serves as my closing statement.
0: Okay, so as a as a business consultant, I've been in business for a lot of years, and one of the axioms in team building is forming, storming, norming, and performing. The idea is that you put your team together, then you brainstorm how to get things done, what's the best way for the team to work together. Then you normalize after after you've formed your team and you've brainstormed all you need to do to to get to accomplish the tasks you wanna accomplish that you need to accomplish. Then you start normalizing. Everybody accepts their role on the team, um they do their part to to make the team successful and that then that moves you into the, the performing stage. I've heard the term culture war. I, I don't like the term culture war because it implies that, uh, that someone has to be defeated, that something has to be defeated. I prefer the term cultural norm- norming, norm. Our society has been dominated by one small team member. I can say small team member. One team member has always carried, the, and I'm, I, I know I'm using analogies and, um, What's the other term I want to do? Anyways, analogies and, um, it'll come to me in a minute. One team member has always carried the ball, has always been the hero, has always saved the day, has always claimed the top spot. Mm -hmm. That team member has dominated every aspect of our society. And now we have other team members stepping up saying, we are all one big team. We are all Americans. We are all a part of the successes, the failures, the accomplishments, the the corrections that are necessary to make this a better community. Okay. So I prefer the term cultural norming. We are determining, we are finding ways for those that have been marginalized for so long to now step forward and take their place on the team, be recognized for their contributions, take some of the blame when things go wrong. And so it's not a culture war, it is us making sure that we don't leave anybody behind, that we don't push anybody out and not allow them to to participate in society. So hopefully we will move forward to a better result. And of course, there's gonna be those pushbacks, but like Leonard said earlier, we just have to keep pressing forward. I am done for the day. I thank you very much for joining me. Thanks uh, for those listening out there. We'll be back next week. That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including stitcher.com, the iTunes store, and the Google Play Music Store to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.